podcast number 265, my first podcast of season six, One Hand Speaks Storytelling Podcast, and I am kicking it in Kathmandu, Nepal. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Day two. Day two. I didn't sleep that well yesterday. Um, I'm hoping to get a little more on track today. Um... Yeah, it was kind of funny. I was real tired at 10 p.m., which is normally 11, uh, 10 a.m. for me, and I slept till about 3.30 in the morning, and then I got up at 4 and just started doing stuff, So, which was good because uh, I went to Budnath Temple or Budnath Stupa this morning, early morning, which is great. Uh, the morning scene there is fantastic. Uh, but then it started rain, raining. Wow, it's been raining for the last couple hours. Hopefully it stops so I can at least do some things today. Uh, my goal was to get to Swaibunath, but we'll just see what happens. So what can I say? What can I say? Rain over Kathmandu. Yeah, it's just, it's just pouring. So, um, Okay, so I'm in Kathmandu right now, as I mentioned, and this podcast is really about my travels getting here from the time I left Boise, kicking it at the Boise airport, and then a little hang time at Tom Bradley and the uh, United VIP room. That was a pretty cool time. And then uh, the long 15-hour flight, wow, almost 16 hours to Qatar, that's in the Middle East, had some hang time there, and then uh, on my way here, you know, I had a five-hour flight, five-hour layover, five-hour flight. So, yeah, it's taken a bit of work to get to where I am currently at this moment. I think on the podcast down in the show notes, it says something like 36 hours of, no, 39 hours of travel time, 23.5 hours of air time. I got eight and a half hours of layover time, uh, and then total uh, total time displacement, uh, 49 hours. Left Boise, Idaho at 8 a.m. local time, landed in Kathmandu at 9 a.m. local time, two days later. So I left Thursday morning. I arrived Saturday morning. Crazy, crazy. Craziness. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I've gotten a little bit of shopping in. I figure uh, I learned some lessons from the last time I was here, and when you see it, you need to buy it because you never know where people are going to be. You never know what shops are going to be open. You just don't know how things are going to unfold. I did get a solid half hour of Buddhist practice in this morning, and I plan on doing some more here right after I record this podcast and get everything lined up. Uh, Kathmandu time, it's Saturday morning. I know it's Sunday morning, the 22nd, so this podcast is going up pretty soon. I'll probably just post it early because I don't want to deal with time change and all that. Trying to, I don't want to do math on a podcast, so I'll just get it up early and we'll let that be that, my friends. Okay. I'm just going to I'm going to let it roll to a couple days ago when I was leaving Boise, Idaho and kicking it at the Boise Airport. We'll just start from there and follow the ride. Here I am at the uh, Boise Airport getting ready to make my first flight to LAX. Got up super early for me, which is typically well, <laughs> 5 a.m. Uh so up early, taking a shower. 
getting ready to go, getting ready to go. Got everything packed up. I think I did pretty good. I don't have a huge bag, and I got a small. I'm taking my uh, pack safe, my uh, little over-the-shoulder bag, which is going to help me get through the next air, next three airports over the next 36 hours. So we're going to give that a try. I didn't want to bring one extra bag, but uh, why not? Why not? And what can I say? The Boise Airport is packed at 6 a.m. 6 a.m. I think I got here at 6.20. Yeah, lines were long. A lot of people taken off to their destinations. So, all right. Just wanted to do a quick little check-in. I'll probably have be running this podcast number 265. Just about my transport from uh, Boise to L.A., eight-hour layover. And then L.A. to... Qatar, which is a 15-hour flight, 15 and a half hours actually, and then uh, then I got like a five-hour layover over in Qatar, and then a five-hour flight to Kathmandu, Nepal. So uh, yeah, and then we'll just see. We'll just see, my friends. I see a lot of people drinking coffee and a lot of kids. Uh, I don't really want to have any kids, but I'll take a cup of coffee. That's for sure. Okay, and then I'll check in a little bit when I get to L.A. We'll just kind of see how things are unfolding. All right, I'm going to check out for now. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Just checking in for a minute. I uh, played the disability card and uh, was the first one on this little itty-bitty plane. My carry-on doesn't fit over the top. So, of course, the stewardess came over to offer me some help, which is great but not necessarily something I need. So uh, this is definitely going to be an interesting flight, to say the least. Uh, And then I'm doing the major mask up here in Boise to L.A., and it's really interesting to be wearing a mask full-time on a plane, in transit, a lot of people around. So I think it's really a good thing. Uh, But, yeah, they were really kind. As I got on the plane with the disability thing. So we'll see what happens in Qatar. Okay, thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Okay, my friends. Here I am, L.A. I just took a long-ass walk from the uh, United Terminal all the way to the other side of the Tom Brady, the international part of the L.A airport and uh, the lady initially when I talked to her she said oh it's going to take you half an hour from from here and I didn't think it was going to take that long but you know what it actually took like 37 minutes to walk and I got a decent clip but I am carrying my backpack my Osprey Porter 48 you know what I'm glad that thing's got hip straps I normally don't wear it but under heavy weight uh, that thing came, those hip straps came in handy. And I got to tell you, that Porter 46, I really like that thing. Oh, it's such a great bag, and it's super comfortable. I mean, it's not as comfortable as a full-on backpacking backpack, but the fact that I can hide the straps and it turn, it goes from suitcase to uh, industrial backpack, urban backpack, is pretty, pretty cool. 
So yeah, I needed a little help to actually get to Qatar Airways, gate number 134. Uh, my paperwork was a bit unclear, and man, that walk is a lot. And then, you know, you, you tap a little bit into Tom Brady, and it, it turns totally international. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's, you know, there's not a lot of brown. I mean, there's a lot of brown, not a lot of white, whole lot of different languages, and uh, can be a little hard to navigate. You know, they don't have a lot of signs up saying what gate does what and the whatnot. I'm not using my road mic, so you might be picking up some some sound in the background. Airport sound, airport sound. So yeah, I'm just kicking it right now. I'm taking a moment, sitting on the floor. I got about an hour before my flight leaves, and I got to tell you, I had a good time in the uh, United VIP Club. I paid up. I think I dropped like an extra thirty-five bucks on that. And, uh, yeah, they serve food. They got high-speed internet, big chairs, quiet. Actually, the pace is mellow, and it's kind of quiet. Like, people are in there relaxing a little bit. So it's really nice. A lot of people sleeping. Food was good. They had some miso soup broth. Oh, oh, that was such a winner for me. So I enjoyed some of that. Got some eggs and bacon early on, and... Uh, yeah, I saved a bunch of bunch of dineros, bunch of ducats, bunch of dollars, bunch of donuts. Can I say it? I saved a little bit of scratch. So that was really cool. It was good to eat. It was good to eat. And it was good to eat and relax and just take care of a few things. Because I'm about to get on this flight to Qatar. And that is 15 and a half hours and somewhere along the land, somewhere along the line, I got to switch it up for. Uh, I got to switch it up for another twelve hours. So either I go to bed early or I stay up late because right now and in, in Kathmandu it is, I believe it is. Four thirty. It's either four thirty in the morning or five thirty in the morning. Um, I think it's five thirty in the morning. So either way, yeah, I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do. So should I drink coffee now and then stay up, push it? Or should I try to go to bed early? Doesn't matter. As soon as I get to Kathmandu, uh, it's going to be 9 a.m. So I'm going to basically stay up the whole day and uh, need to make sure that works out, that works out correctly. Uh, so I'm going to land in Doha, Qatar. I got a five and a half hour layover, and then I got a five hour flight to Kathmandu, and then I'm good to go. So it's just a just a matter of navigating the next. What am I looking at? The next twenty eight and a half hours of fly time with uh, with something in there. I got I got a I got a five hour layover. So something's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen. And, and, you know, when I was kind of walking around the airport, especially Tom Bradley uh, International section of the airport, just trying to figure out what I was doing. My, my travel chops are a little soft as far as navigation goes. I did all right. I don't mind asking for help. I don't mind asking for help. But, yeah, it takes a little bit of effort to navigate. And uh, you got you to have your A game on. You got to track your stuff. And, you know, and it's one thing, like, 
yeah, my chops are soft. I'm a little uncomfortable traveling right now, but it's going to be something different when I get to Qatar because that's the Middle East. And, you know, basically for me, that's like another planet. Everything's so different there. The culture, the people, the clothes, the food. And, uh, yeah, I'm just really going to need to... I'm going to just really need to lock in and pay attention and be cool and <laughs> uh, take my time, take my time. So my big, my big thing is just finding out where my flight's going to be and, and uh, just kind of deal with being in the Middle East in a whole different country and culture for those five and a half hours. Very similar to when I spent nine hours at uh, the airport in Dubai. But that's kind of the gig, you know? That's kind of how it rolls, traveling so far. It's not so easy to get to Kathmandu. It's uh, pretty far away. I guess if I paid a lot more, I guess if I paid a lot more, (laughs) I could uh, get a shorter flight. But I did all right with this one. I did all right with this one. Yeah, there's a nice little family landed right in front of me cute little kid I think they're just going to do some family stuff they might change his diaper oh no he's off and running yeah I wonder where they're going international um yeah it'd be nice to find a cup of coffee I think I'd rather just push it a little bit yeah um okay I'm going to tap out right now and uh, I'll check in again when I get on the plane here in about an hour traveling to Kathmandu Podcast part four. Okay, I am in the Ahmad International Airport, and that is in uh, Doha, Qatar, I believe is how they say it. Doha, Qatar. And I'm just taking a soft moment because, well, I have a five hour layover here. And, uh, okay, first let me tell you, I think the Qatar airport is pretty hip Uh, it's super modern super clean super courteous uh, and just totally hip I mean the place is really really cool and uh, people speak a lot of English here so I'm pretty pleased it'd be nice to spend a little time in uh, Qatar I've mentioned a couple times even when I was in Dubai two years ago with a nine-hour layover at the Dubai airport that I would love to spend a little time uh, in the Middle East. It is so, so foreign to me. It's like outer space, baby. I did a podcast on that uh, two years ago. I haven't traveled in two years. Now I'm on the run to Kathmandu again, this time coming through Qatar. And, uh, yeah, just kicking it at the airport. It's really pretty low-key. I, I I was initially in a very quiet area, but it's starting to pick up. So um, I think I'll, uh, I'll just keep this podcast, podcast kind of short. I've mentioned in previous podcasts or some video uh, vlogging I've been uh, recording. I haven't processed very much of late, but... The Osprey bag is doing great. I brought my PackSafe uh, little over-the-shoulder bag. It's basically, it's like a purse for a man. And uh, it's a great little travel bag. It's super safe. It's super safe. Uh, RDIF resistant. A cut, 
resistant. It's got a lot of features on it. I can lock it. It's a great little bag. It's probably 600 cubic inches. Not very big, maybe 600 cubic inches, but uh, it's really come in quite handy. It's really come in quite handy. So I've been enjoying that. That combination has just been superb. I can carry stuff on my back and around my neck, over my shoulder, and I don't need to necessarily, uh, I don't need to necessarily uh, carry that much. So, uh, why, like, I don't need to carry much in my arms, which is nice. So uh, when I went from my home to the Boise Airport. I actually had my Osprey in suitcase mode, so it was a little bit of a bitch to carry. Uh, my arms still hurt a little bit, so that's kind of a thing. And uh, yeah, it was just, it, it was kind of a thing. It was kind of a thing. Had to carry that thing around. I had an eight-hour layover in uh, L.A., so, uh, you know, I had to tote my bag around. So when I was hanging out at the Boise Airport and all that, I just noticed how difficult it was to kind of deal with that bag. And then as soon as I landed in L.A., uh, I put it in backpack mode, and it was great. Osprey Pier 46, such a great carry-on bag. Hip straps are excellent. Shoulder straps feel good. It's very comfortable. It fits really well. Wow, I like that bag. But my eight-hour layover in LAX was at the uh, VIP lounge, so that was nice, the United... VIP lounge, a lot of free food, uh, big seats, high-speed internet, pretty relaxed feel. Was was quite nice. So then I had to make the transition. Then I had to make the transition over to Tom Bradley International at LAX, carrying that stuff. And uh, yeah, it was like a 40-minute walk that took a little bit of work. And uh, it would have been nice to have a shopping cart, shopping cart, but I made it work. I got on my international flight and I took that 15 and a half hour flight to Qatar, which is where I'm sitting right now. And the, the, I, I got to tell you, man, there, there's a time there, there's a time frame during deep international travel where it is really hard to tell in my body what time it is. Uh, it, it just everything's all up in the air. Everything's a mix. And um you know, basically from Boise to Kathmandu, Kathmandu is 11 hours and 45 minutes ahead of Boise, placed in the future, but LAX is an hour behind Boise and Qatar is like nine hours off. So I think it's a, it's probably 10.30 p.m. right now in Qatar. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. I, I just feel off. My body doesn't know what time it is. And that's an interesting feeling, but... I'm gonna definitely have to sleep on that five-hour flight from Doha, Qatar to Kathmandu, Nepal. Because when I land, it's nine o'clock, and I need to really absorb that day. I'm not drinking any coffee right now, and I'm gonna hit the coffee big when I get to uh, Kathmandu, just to keep me up. Be nice to stay up till about—I don't know—it'd be nice to stay up until about eight o'clock at night, eight p.m. their time. And then we'll just generally see where I'm going. So I got five and a half hours downtime in Qatar, which is great. The airport's really nice. It's clean. As I said, super modern. Whoa. And a uh, 
little subway cars going by here in the airport up on the second floor super quiet oh my gosh nothing like what goes on in Seattle um, but I'd like to see this place when it's bumping uh, but yeah yeah Qatar seems really cool Middle East stuff so very foreign to what I'm used to and then even in the United States Buddhism seems pretty far removed from what most people in the United States are used to but anything in the Middle East is like very extremely foreign one thing I have noticed here just at the Qatar airport culturally speaking I see I see two types of people maybe maybe uh, heritagely speaking I see some very brown people I can tell they're very Middle Eastern and then I see a lot of straight black folks. So I don't know if they're Ethiopian, African. I'm just, I'm unsure. And that's, you know, that's what I love about the Middle East. It is just so far removed from <laughs> most things I know. So I don't know. I'm going to have to do a little research and, and uh, find out what that skin color difference is and all that. So here in Qatar, they actually have free, let me say it again, they have free little mini shopping carts. And I love it. I love it. Well, they're not shopping carts. They're travel carts, right? So I can pop my bag in there and I can walk around. I don't have to carry anything. I can just push or pull this cart. And it's just really, uh, it's really so beneficial. I'm just, it's making my day, making my body feel good. It's easy to get around. Uh, I can take care of my transport. You know, and then I can just pull from the shopping cart. Basically, I'm in high-end hobo mode, vagabond, street, street person, transportation, baby. At at the at the Doha, no, no, it's the Ahmad International Airport in Doha, Qatar. Okay, yeah, I'm pretty tired. I. I'm strung out, but I don't know why. I've been sleeping a lot, but it's hard to sleep on that plane. That plane flight was slightly brutal. Uh, yeah, Qatar is really cool, but that flight was pretty brutal. Uh, Fifteen and a half hours. Was not as comfortable as Hainan Air. I like taking Hainan Air to China. Look forward to doing a little more of that. And... Um, yeah, basically, I'm just checking in a little bit with this podcast. And I got another couple hours. I need to go charge up my phone, maybe find some clean water, buy some water, see if my credit cards work. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the credit cards, you, you no longer call them, call them in for travel status now. They just want to send you a text or a, uh, an email. But if you don't have a data plan, you don't have international travel. Or I'm about to spend some time in Nepal. In a couple areas are going to be pretty far removed. Uh, I won't have access uh, to my data line of service, so I won't be able to approve anything in real time. So it basically renders my credit cards useless. Uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure why they're doing that, but I'm a big fan of old school travel style. I mostly have a little bit of cash on me, so okay. All right, this is basically part four, my friends, and. Uh, I think I'll just check in one more time as I'm landing in Kathmandu. It's going to be a little bit getting through customs there and getting my visa. Hopefully I get a good night's sleep or a good morning sleep. I don't even know. I'm just going to... There's a big time change from Qatar to Kathmandu, so 
Um, I know I'll just be landing at 9 a.m. Hopefully I'm at my hotel by 10.30. Uh, it'd be nice to book my ticket to Lumbini, take a shower, and get to Budenoth by 12 noon. All right, and with that, my friends, checking out from Doha, Qatar. This is it, my friends. Okay, I have finally landed in Kathmandu round number two. So I came again in uh, pre-pandemic, and now I here I am. I can't really say post-pandemic, but I've definitely bookended the two years in between my trips to Nepal with the pandemic. I'm very happy to be back. Um, it's been, a, you know what, it's been a, a fairly intense trip. Uh, the planes were a little bit small. And I, I got to tell you, eating airplane food for 36 hours, you know, they give you those little, uh, they give you those little trays with the pull, pull out, pull off tops and you know, some dessert and the whatnot. And, uh, yeah, just, you know, just a lot of gas on my part. I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but yeah, I mean, the flavors were good. I, I had a beef, I had a beef something with uh sweet potato. That was pretty good. Uh, that was LA to Qatar. And then I had a really good lamb, lamb and rice dish that, uh, was really good taste wise but gave me a lot of gas wow uh from qatar to Kathmandu, nepal and then somewhere in the mix i had a great vegetarian noodle and what am i trying to say noodle and uh, tofu so uh yeah that last flight was a little tough i had a five hour layover in qatar as uh, my last podcast did mention and uh, then I had about a five-hour flight, so things worked out pretty good. I mean, I feel okay right now. We'll see how I feel in five hours. So I jumped 12 hours into the future. Uh, so it's now 10 o'clock. No, it's probably, no, it's 11.42 a.m. Kathmandu time. Uh, there was that little time frame where it was really hard to say what time it was. My body just couldn't tell. But uh, so, yeah, it's 11 a.m. It's 11.40 a.m. Kathmandu. Uh, normally, uh, two days ago, it would have been 11.40 p.m. Idaho time. So I should be going to bed, but here I am. I'm up. I, I just tried to sleep as much as I could. I think this is the first time I spent uh, 28, excuse me, 28 hours of fly time with no no movie watching. Astonishing. Uh, there was a good one I wanted to watch, some sci-fi movie called Lapsis. Lapsis? Um, and hopefully they'll be playing that on the way back. I'll probably watch a few more movies on the way back. And I really haven't had uh, that much coffee, a little bit at the L.A. airport. But uh, yeah, so basically I need to stay up all day today, hopefully get on the Kathmandu cycle. I don't want to lose a day. Um, yeah, so that's it, my friends. You know, I'm getting ready to go to Budanath, uh Temple, which is right by uh, the Bodhi Guest House. I got picked up by the same driver that picked me up 
uh, that drove me around a lot <laughs> uh, two years ago. So yeah, not much has changed here at the Bodhi Guest House. Rabin is still here. They all know me and I know them pretty well, as well as I guess I can. Uh, they're going to help me coordinate some stuff. Apparently they do some tours. I'm going to have to look at their stuff online. But really what I want to do right now is spend a couple hours at Budenoth, uh Temple, do some uh, practice, and uh, just see if I can uh, stay up till 8 or 9 or 10 o'clock tonight and then up again for Buddhist practice. So, uh, you know, it's an interesting thing. The The plane was uncomfortable. Travel was a little difficult. My neck got strained. So it was, uh, it feels fine now, but it, it hurt after L.A. I slept funny. Definitely going to have to carry a neck pillow. Um, but I ended up buying one, so that worked out. Um, yeah, it was a little difficult. It was a little trying, uh, you know. It, you're not sleeping a lot or you're sleeping too much. I can't quite figure it out. Am I up all day? Am I up all night or sleeping all day? Can't quite tell. Can't quite tell. But... Um, you know, when I went to Tibet in 2019, I went on a, a Buddhist pilgrimage. I went on a Buddhist pilgrimage. I went with the Janasuka uh, organization uh, run by Lama Yeshe. Uh, she spoke a lot about how pilgrimage should be difficult. Pilgrimage should be difficult. So, you know, I can't really say that it was too taxing. The food was a little tough. It's hard to eat airplane airport airplane food basically for 38 hours 40 hours um, and it's hard on the body the transport's tough it takes a little bit of work to keep everything organized but you know what my friends I did it I did it and now I'm kicking it in Kathmandu and uh, my my pilgrimage is just deepening I can't say it's begun because it it started when I decided to come to Kathmandu when I when I saw that uh, they opened up the borders to on-site visas, I can get my visa when I land. Uh, I just knew I was like, okay, I'm going. I'm going on a pilgrimage. In uh, four days, I'm flying to Lumbini to go to Buddha's birthplace. I got a, a couple great temples, Buddhist temples here to visit. So pilgrimages and flow, my friends. I'm going to be taking a lot of images. And I've already taken some great video. Going to be doing more video. Uh, going to be working that video chop stuff. So, uh, but right now, just uh, just going to go go get my practice on and uh, maybe get a cup of coffee. It'd be wise to drink some coffee today. Okay, my friends. Thanks again. So, oh oh, by the way, <laughs> this is great. This is great. This is my first first podcast of my sixth season of podcasting podcast number 200 is it 65 it is 265 and uh, this one's just talking about getting from Boise to Kathmandu uh, kind of the airport flow kind of stuff but I think this is a great podcast to start year six of podcasting all right with that my friends let me tell it let me let me say it like they say it in Kathmandu namaste See, I told you, he's strange and wonderful. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Alejandro with One Hand Speaks. Find me online at onehandspeaks.com and all your social media outlets. <laughs>